Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, hour number two, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We talked a lot of masters in the first hour. So the second hour, let's turn our attention to the NFL draft, which has quickly become one of the more popular mm-hmm. betting items on the calendar here. Popular than, for the betters, not, not for the bookmakers. Not for the bookmakers. And we're gonna we can discuss that as well here in this segment. But uh, the draft is less than three weeks away here in Las Vegas down the road over at Allegiant Stadium. And we have some draft props courtesy of Bet MGM. Aiden Hutchinson, who has been the guy since free agency went underway, 
the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise tag Cam Robinson, which has vaulted Hutchinson up to the odds-on favorite spot to go number one overall, which is currently held by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, there's a yes-no prop pretty much there. His prop is at one and a half, so it's essentially yes-no. Will he go number one Mm -hmm. for the Jags? And the over, plus 185, the under, minus 250 for Hutchinson to go number one. Your thoughts here, which we haven't heard any sort of Jacksonville's committed, so I'm curious to hear what you have to say about the minus 250, which is assuming quite a bit. Yeah, if you judge by the mocks, though, it seems like it is Aiden Hutchinson, Mm -hmm. but of course those can be wrong. Uh, You look, uh, I I, I don't think maybe talent-wise he's necessarily rated over those edge. I think the guy that everybody likes athletically, they say, okay, the higher upside might be Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, but feels the more likely that it is going to be Hutchinson at this point. You know, I think uh, adding a player that maybe is a little older and considered to be potentially more mature, I don't know how accurate that assessment is, but that's kind of what you read out there uh, about it necessarily. Walker is a guy that I I think in terms of the athleticism and versatility, obviously that is off the charts, and I think that's why people really like this guy. But – he was with the best defense in the history of modern day college football. Absolutely loaded. So it's like, okay, how good is he really individually? Because when you've got dudes basically lined up beside you and in front of you and in back of you, how good are you really? So I think that you've got to do a little bit of digging and a little bit of evaluating there. So probably not going to bet it though. I wouldn't bet it necessarily at minus 250 because there's always a chance it could be Walker. We know it's not going to be offensive line with the franchising of Cam Robinson. So you got to think Jaguars are going defense here. They're either going Hutchinson. They could go Walker, potentially Thibodeau. We'll get to Thibodeau in a moment. Yeah. So you said it's not going to be offensive line. And I think I might push back on that because I'm, I'm not so sure for Jacksonville just because Cam Robinson was franchise tagged. Yeah. They haven't come up with a long-term extension and Cam Robinson is a solid player for Mm -hmm. Jacksonville, but would he really stop them from taking another offensive tackle there to where I know that Hutchinson is probably the likely person to go number one, but I don't know if I would necessarily write off Aquanu or Neil just yet. Well, yeah. And I mean, there's some truth to that, but you also got to look at, okay, how deep is the draft? Can I get a good offensive lineman in the second round? You know, what's the deeper position? It feels like the edge rushers. Mm Mm-hmm. There's going to be a run on those, you know, once uh, Hutchinson and presumably Walker and where Thibodeau goes. And then you've got some guys kind of rising up like Carol Loftus, like the kid from Florida State. I believe his name is Johnson. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Yep. So you're going to have a run. I was talking about that with uh, Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus the other night here on Beeson. And he kind of thinks, you know, middle of the round, it seems like middle of the first round, we always seem like a run on players, depending on how deep the position is in particular. My be one year like receivers mm-hmm. one year it's it's linemen defensive linemen one year it's offensive tackles one year it's corners it feels like this is the year where we're going to get a run kind of in those teens where we're going to get a run on edge rushers where they're kind of like okay mid to late first round grades early second round grade but we got to get one because we know these other teams are going to grab them so that's why I kind of lean toward Jacksonville. And I'm not saying it's out of the question that yeah. they could take Iquanu or somebody like it's that. It's just not likely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's probably going to be edge rusher. I just think there's going to be such a run on those guys. And this is a little bit deeper of an offensive line class. So you could maybe get it like Jacksonville. I think what they're drafting 33rd. 30, 30, so yeah. that's, that's first in the second round. I think pretty much in every round. 
So there are going to be some potential tackles and potential offensive guards they could look at, though. We see Aquanu and Neal, Akeem Aquanu, NC State offensive tackle, Evan Neal, the Alabama offensive tackle there. Both of their props at BetMGM set at three and a half. The under for Aquanu, minus 125. The under for Neal, plus 130. So this is almost essentially yeah. first offensive lineman drafted. Yeah. Aquanu or Neal, who would you go with? You know, that's how much this changes over time. I think about a month ago, it was like Evan Neal's going to be the number one I mean, pick. In, in January, that's what it yeah. was. It was like hey, Evan Neal, number one, yeah. right it in stone. He was at, I think, minus 450 or so it's, early on in the process. Yeah, it seems like Aquanu has been a little bit of the riser. Not to say Neal is the total dropper, but you are a dropper when you were going to go number one, yeah. and now they've got you five or six. So it feels like... Uh, and, and it really depends also on what the Lions do with this prop. You know, like, let's say the Jags grab Hutchinson. Are the Lions going to grab Walker or, or Thibodeau there? Because I think that's kind of the identity of the Lions right now. They want to get tough in the trenches, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan Campbell, you know, biting kneecaps and all. <laughs> they seem to want to at least get tough up front on both sides. They don't necessarily have a lot of depth at the skill position. So it's like Lions could really go anywhere. I'm, and a lot of these two, these teams too, in like the two through six or seven range, most of these teams I think are open for business mm -hmm. for the right deal. If somebody really wants to get desperate and trade up and get Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, that was a plausible scenario. I don't think Detroit is drafting Malik Willis at number two. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that either. I mean, it, it, it was a dream of mine early on in the process of Malik Willis going number one overall. I grabbed 100 to one during senior bowl mm -hmm. week of like, hey, maybe somebody gets desperate, but uh, that steam has uh, fizzled just a little bit. Another thing we got to consider here, too, is that Lovey Smith takes over in Houston. Mm -hmm. I got to think he might be going defense here. And Lovey Smith is a defensive-minded coach, uh, been a longtime coordinator in this league, assistant head coach, and, of course, a former head coach. So where does he go? Houston can go, like, any number of Just ways. Just rank all the players, whichever they, one's the best at they, number they, three. They can them. go whatever defensive end, and that's yeah. what brings me a little bit to Kayvon Thibodeau because I feel like Houston – might be the only team right there in that top five, assuming he doesn't go one or two, and I don't think he's going to. Houston might be the team that takes Kayvon Thibodeau three, but they've got a lot of other options too. They've got mm -hmm. Sauce Gardner down there. Uh, they could potentially go offensive lineman. They could go Kyle Hamilton, the safety, because I have a feeling a couple of those teams right behind Houston are going to want to go tackle, especially the Giants. I think they're going to want to go offensive lineman. I think the Jets... They could maybe even go receiver, receiver if, yeah. if somebody like Garrett Wilson. I know we've seen Drake London, like the first guy in the mocks, but they may go Garrett Wilson, who I think is a little bit more of a speedster. So with Thibodeau, this is a guy that could be a little bit of a dropper. I think everybody kind of has him. Like when you have that best player available board that like mm -hmm. Kuiper and McShay and General Jeremiah, all the NFL network guys do, Thibodeau's up there near the top. Yeah. However, it's a scheme type of deal because Thibodeau is a guy that's obviously a freak athletically and a very good pass rusher, but he really hasn't played a lot against power run games. He hasn't played a lot in coverage. So some of these teams that run a three, four, I was reading something about Atlanta, whether, okay, if he drops there, you're getting good value based on, you know, just the best overall rankings and whatnot. So if he drops there, would Atlanta take him? And I don't know if they would take him for scheme, but some people are going to draft by scheme and some people are going to draft, I think, by, you know, best player and best talent available. Yeah. So 
I lean Thibodeau over five and a half, but I think Houston would be maybe the first guy that at least would take a serious look at him. I'm very fascinated by Thibodeau because I think he has the ceiling to go as high as one. He yeah. could go as low as 15. Yeah. And you see a number right there right now. His prop is set at five and a half over at BetMGM. The over minus 135, meaning that he would fall out of the top five. The under plus 105. But we just had another sports book, which is a friend of VEASAN here, had plus 135 for Thibodeau to go in the top five. So if you want to get involved, you think Thibodeau goes higher than the market suggests, that's mm-hmm. a place where you can do it. But I'm almost fascinated because I saw earlier in the week, Peter Schrager over at NFL Network had Kayvon Thibodeau going number two to the Detroit Lions in his mock draft. Now, Schrager is one of those guys who talks to people around Mm -hmm. the league, and he said despite all the discussions that we've been hearing about Thibodeau and maybe not wanting to be a – all-in football guy, likes Mm -hmm. his brand, likes Nike, all these things, whatever have you – Maybe the Lions are that team that likes that. Thibodeau has been very confident. He said the craziest thing that I've heard this draft process is that I'm not the best player. Like that sort of confidence might rub some teams the wrong way, but with the NFL draft, like we know, it only just takes one team. And if that one team is the Detroit Lions, they're at number two. Mm -hmm. This is the Detroit Lions front office that drafted Panay Sewell last year. They're familiar with this Oregon program. They probably have people that can tell them about Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I'm and, fascinated by Thibodeau to the Lions at number two. Well, to be quite and if honest. you're looking at this too, it's like, okay, how many teams here in that top five to six are like zeroed in on one guy? We've been hearing a mm-hmm. lot of smoke in terms of number six. Carolina's going Kenny Pickett, perhaps. Yep. And then that's what we've been hearing With a the lot. The rule connection. I there. don't know if that's a total smoke screen or if maybe they go linemen, but you got to think eventually quarterback with Sam Darnold in his last year of his contract that he's going to be a UFA next year. So that certainly makes sense. So is that another spot where Thibodeau drops perhaps? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, he could go maybe 10th or 12th or something like that. So this is fascinating. I think pure talent, number one, but yeah. Not necessarily seeing it in the mocks right now. He was the number one guy in college football this season. When all the mocks were going on midseason, everyone had Thibodeau going first. So he's a fascinating player to talk about with draft week just moments away, about two and a half weeks until the NFL draft. On the other side, Tigers on the green. We'll discuss it here next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Moving day at Augusta, and Tiger Woods has just gone through the first hole. It is a bogey, so he gets in at five on that first hole. That has given him a lot of problems uh, throughout the years at Augusta. Gave him some problems yesterday, as it does again mm-hmm. once again here today. Missing a, about a nine, ten-foot par putt there as he bogeys the first hole. I'm sorry. I was distracted by Tony Finau's off. Where he be now? He's got, he's got the uh, pink hat and he's got like this sweater, this Who's like brownish sweater. Oh gosh. Uh, that, that is, that is a fashion don't for Tony Finau where Tony Finau, where he be now, he don't be at the uh, pro shop to get himself maybe a little bit more earth tones in terms of in his uh, uh, Stephen Bond, our producer said he owns the same sweater there. I think it's copper fit. Stephen. that's what we're calling. Is that it. what it is? Is that what it is? Copper color. Yeah. Tony uh, <laughs> feet. By the way, he did just have a good, uh, tell you what tiger might need some of that copper. Tony now, honestly, looking to describe this purposefully, like kind of an orange brownish uh, type of sweater. He looks like he's dressing like he's on the Cleveland Browns during breast cancer <laughs> awareness month. That's what he looks like. He's got this pink that like pink, <laughs> Not quite the light pink I'm wearing, a more darker pink, but that's what he looks like today. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, I kind of hope he goes low because I want uh, Tony Finau to be a contender. But back to Tiger, yeah, shall let's we? Get uh, back to him. Yeah, let's, I'm uh, sorry. I get the Cleveland yeah. Browns with breast cancer you're, you're, awareness. You're driving, you're driving this, man, and I'm just in the passenger seat, and I just yanked the freaking <laughs> yeah. steering wheel from you. Yeah. Wes is over here covering my eyes while yeah. we're on the road. Yeah. Uh, but Look no, out! <laughs> yeah. But back to Tiger, and we, there were some fun props over at BetMGM for Tiger Woods here, round three specials. And Tiger right now, minus 110. 
110 to make four or more birdies or eagles, which is going to be tough with the conditions, but they are right now. It's cold. It's not really the type of temperature that Tiger thrives in in his advanced age right now, but to shoot over 71 or lower plus 140 over at BetMGM to birdie both par fives on the back nine. I know he parred, uh, did a birdie on one of them, but to birdie both, it's plus 250 to make an eagle plus 650, a bogey-free round, which, I mean, that's over. Which that's right. not going to happen. <laughs> that's Never not going to happen. Yeah, can I get the no on that and just empty my account, Put please? a line through that. <laughs> um, and by the way, uh, Tiger on, on number two, that is a par five just hit 364 off the tee. That's insane. a 46 year old man who was in a near fatal car accident hits at 364. I mentioned his average driving distance, very low in the field. It was mm-hmm. like 280 yards on measured drive. So but, that is the back end, but he can still rip one when he wants to. It felt like in the, on the back nine that he kind of found that driver there because on Thursday, I thought he was kind of spraying it all over the place and was having to scramble out of those situations, but he felt like he kind of found something on the back nine yesterday where he was able to find more of those fairways to put himself in favorable mm-hmm. positions. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, par five on number two, so he can maybe get back that bogey. By the way, after he did make that bogey, what did I say he was like 80 to one to start in terms of the futures market? Mm-hmm. He did drop to 150 to one with yeah, that bogey. So it's uh, probably 300. Yeah, to one. yeah, we're just yeah, it, it might as well be. I was trying to see if there were really any movers on the leaderboard as of now. And yeah, Tiger Woods actually now 250, even though he did just rip that drive. So, you know, just looking at the leaderboard, not a lot of big movers necessarily early. Mm -hmm. And uh, that doesn't necessarily shock me. You know, we thought maybe we'd see somebody like three under through six and it's like, okay, they're the mover. There are some players in red figures, but only about one under par. I know uh, John Rahm one under through three on his round today. Siwoo Kim one under through six. Mark Leishman and uh, Victor Hovland, both on the back nine, as well as Min Woo Lee. They are one under on their round. So we're not seeing a lot of those big red figures. So you're probably going to see more, if you're looking at your leaderboard online, you're going to see more green or black figures. You're not going to yes. see red figures by some of these guys. So uh, some of them are going to be dropping precipitously very soon. Yeah, and we have Matthew Fitzpatrick and J.J. Spawn, who just snuck into the field last week with mm-hmm. a win. They're about to very, tee off very here. Very, nice effort from J.J. Spawn. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this is something you're going to want, want to monitor tomorrow, uh, maybe as a better, but also just as a fan. Top 12 and ties get a return appearance mm-hmm. next year. So you know, for the guys that have won majors like the Roms and the McElroys that are going to be in this field next year, regardless, that doesn't matter as much. But somebody like a JJ Spawn, they're gunning for it. That's really going to matter. A JJ Spawn or like a Hudson Swafford or somebody like that, or, you know, Harold Varner the third who made it in on the basis of his world ranking. I have a nine to one, by the way, on Harold Varner the third to be the low debutante hey, in now. this field. So right now he's in good position, yeah, minus two. So. Keep hitting those irons, make a couple putts, which sometimes HV3 really struggles with that club. I made the mistake of fading Harold Varner in a head-to-head. I took Luke List, and Luke List is Luke Lost. Yeah, he did not Luke, make the cut. You know what? And I understood, <laughs> and I actually looked at Luke List in terms of an outright because Luke List, if you look at the if you look at the profile, they are very similar players, actually, Luke mm-hmm. List and Harold Varner. You look at the ball-striking stats, phenomenal approach, strokes gained off the tee, greens and regulation gained and proximity. And then you look at those putting stats and it's woof. Uh, just <laughs> absolutely brutal. Varner better this week. List was certainly not, as you said, Luke lost. Tony Finau's a birdie attempt there just comes up a little bit short, but 
Justin Thomas set the tee off in 20 minutes. Any final thoughts here with JT? Had a great round shot of 67 yesterday. Mm -hmm. What do you think he does on moving day? Yeah, I think if you're looking at it, I think he's 40 to 1 right now at BetMGM is the price I just saw uh, to go ahead and win this thing. I think with, or actually that was leader after third round. I'm sorry, 16 to 1, I should say. That, <laughs> I was looking at a different prop. Forgive me for that. But yeah, I think, look, if he can shoot, 69 68 today two or three under you know make some putts keep his irons like they were yesterday so ordinarily femi approach is going to stay true yep. it's the putting that's going to have the variance you know you gain five or six strokes putting in one round you're not going to do that that is so hard to duplicate because that's literally making everything and making long bombs too and not little short four footers so if jt can go two or three under i think he's going to be right in this thing yeah, no, JT is always in the thick of things, and he was one of the favorites that a he lot of people loved. He was one of, of my bets loved. pre-tournament. Yeah, you bet him pre-tournament. I faded Scheffler with JT. I had JT minus 120 against Scotty Scheffler. I thought Scheffler might come back down to earth after the three PGA victories already on tour this season, but uh, apparently that is not the case as JT now uh, many, many strokes behind Scotty Scheffler, who is our leader, eight under. Scheffler tees off at 11.50, so we'll have more time to talk about Scheffler heading into moving day here. Tiger Woods on the second hole just hit his approach shot here. So it's interesting that nobody's really made that sort of move to the first page of the leaderboard. But, I mean, that's kind of expected a little bit with the conditions being what they are. Do you think that the move is probably not going to come today? Do you think it ends up coming tomorrow with the weather being a little bit better, more traditional Augusta weather, what we see this time of year? More than likely, based on what we're seeing so far today with the early players, one under, basically the best score on the course. So yeah. I think Sunday when it's a little bit more benign, you're probably going to see chances of 66 or 67 or 68 for some of these players deep in the field. And uh, Tiger Woods about to take his approach, 364 off the tee on that second, the par five. Uh, also in his group, we did mention one guy already in this program mm -hmm. that is following his group, and that is Sam Darnold and Josh Allen together following Tiger Woods there we go. today here at Augusta National. Yeah, a couple of buddies there. I know they uh, work out with Jordan Palmer. And yes. Pre-draft, there were many friendships uh, with Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. So a uh, fun time that they're having over there at Augusta, which is a bucket list venue for any, any sports fan in America because that place looks absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to see what it looks like tomorrow when the sun is out. The azaleas are popping mm -hmm. on the screen there. It's going to be a really, really cool day tomorrow with the final round of the Masters. So with that said that we've outlined the conditions are not ideal for going low, would you then almost recommend that almost kind of hanging back in terms of the live betting today because yeah. tomorrow is really where you're going to get that big push. Yeah, I, I think, look, if you're going for live bets, ordinarily I would try to say take guys down the board, but I go back to what I said earlier. The guys that I think, you know, I, I consider like two under, maybe even one under to be the cutoff because you still mm -hmm. got Morikawa and yeah. Neiman and Zalatoris and Thomas who are proven players that maybe could go low. But I think going anywhere below that, that is tough to make a live bet, even though you got some big names down there. So I would probably stick with like the Dustin Johnsons or the Cameron Smiths, the 12, 14, 15 to one range, because I think that they have some good golf left. DJ playing that smart, disciplined golf, not using his driver, 
going to be patient, going to play, I think, more cerebral and more intelligent golf. And then Cameron Smith, the Irons, he's been the best in the field. And he's one of the best putters in the world. And that's been the worst club in the bag this week. So you got to take, if we say water finds its level, some putts are going to drop at some point for Cameron Smith. You just hope they're for birdies and not for pars. It looks like Tiger is in the bunker right now. He's going to try to chip it onto the green. We'll see if he can go up and down here on the par five number two hole. Tiger's, I mean, he is just fantastic. Is he not? Look, I mean, look at this shot. Look at that shot. Almost nailed it out of the bunker for a three. I mean, this guy is just like, the grinding and what he's able to do just shows even when he finds himself in these bad spots. He's the best fighter in the history of the game. What, and I think it was really cool on the broadcast. And we got about 30 seconds left. They were bringing it up. It's like when he misses, he knows where to miss. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to get himself out of those situations. Yeah. And that's the experience. Five-time That's Masters a perfect winner. way to say that because everybody's like, oh, he's just so more talented. It, it's the fact that he knows he's the best recoverer. Of, of mistakes, and that's why he has won 14 majors and 82 PGA Tour wins. It burns the edge from outside, from the bunker. That is absolutely fantastic there. Tiger Woods, a good look at birdie here, and we'll recap that on the other side. Plus, our road to the draft, going to the nation's capital, baby. Talking Washington Commanders next. This is Betting Across America on VSIN. The NFL Draft is right here in Las Vegas and will have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans. Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, will give his draft analysis. VEASAN host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and Sean King, a Super Bowl-winning champion, will give you insights that you can bet on. Also, legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets and our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring welcome back this is betting across america presented by bet mgm femi bebfe alongside west reynolds here at the vcin studios at the south point hotel and casino we've talked about how today's an awesome day in the sports world but also a tragic day mm-hmm. in the sports world i mean driving in this morning to the south point i mean you get the news that Dwayne haskins tragically passes away was hit by a car in south florida is now died at the age of 24. Just incredibly sad news. And most recently, he was a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization there. Um, and it's it's just sad news, Wes. Like, yeah. it's so young. Like, you, and we yeah. were talking about it during the break. Is that, like, sometimes we forget. We talk about these athletes all the time. And it's easy to just kind of just look at them and what they do on the field. But, like, these are real-life people. I mean, he was married. He had a wife. Mm-hmm. And it's just so incredibly young for a life to be lost at that age. It's just and, it's tragic. And, Femi, what you just said there in the lead-in here is exactly what should be tweeted. And, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing – you know, a lot of back and forth now in terms of some of the uh, tweets that are talking about Dwayne Haskins and mm. people giving interviews about him that aren't really showing empathy. And and, yeah. and maybe that's hard to do nowadays with the Twitter machine to show yeah. empathy. And, and, and this look, is a statement from Mike Tomlin, the current Steelers head coach there, about the loss of Haskins. Yeah, I- exactly, because this was a guy that obviously had a lot of expectations, didn't live up mm. to them in Washington, and we'll get to Washington in a minute in terms of their draft outlook. But – caught on with Pittsburgh was still working. 
you know, was like, you know what, I'm not the starter, but I'm going to work to try to be the starter. But at least at the bare minimum, I can prove that I can play in this league, mm -hmm. that I deserve a spot. And he got a spot there in Pittsburgh. And, you know, it, it's just very sad, you know, because the expectations, you know, because we, we're going to get into it as we get into the draft and, you know, kind of recall some draft quote unquote busts or whatnot. I would not call him that yet because he was still working. He yeah. still had a job in this league and, you know, was working. I think was actually working out down there in Florida with mm -hmm. some teammates uh, to, you know, get ready for the season and putting in that work in the off season, because that's what you have to do nowadays. You're it's 24, seven, 365 in the NFL. It's not just about the games. you got to stay in shape. You got to stay on top of it. You got to do your position work. You got to do your weight work. You got to do your running, your fitness, your cardio. And then he was putting in the work to do that. And yeah, seeing a couple tweets and then that's the thing about Twitter that I hate too. Sometimes you don't get it right the first time. And that's why you got to be so careful now yeah. on Twitter because you're not always going to get it right on the first time. And there were a couple guys, uh, a couple notable reporters and uh, mm -hmm. NFL media figures that didn't get it right. And boy, they're sure taking some on the timeline right now. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's a discussion of like Twitter and all that stuff. It's just like, yeah, I, I try to limit my consumption yeah, of it and yeah. try to be selective yeah, about what I tweet, that, when I tweet. That, that's what that's what I've I've been trying to do myself because yeah. oftentimes, man, it's just not worth it. Yeah, no, and, and, it, and a day like today, it's like you really feel for his family yeah. first and foremost. I mean, he has a wife, and I mean, he's a son to that's, somebody. That's like, he, what he, to he, say. There's so many people that know him yeah. from beyond the football landscape because we think about Dwayne Haskins came into our lives as Ohio State quarterback where he was fantastic won a Rose Bowl at Ohio State ended up being a first round pick to the Washington Commanders now their nickname but it's like we only know Dwayne Haskins the football player mm -hmm. we don't know Dwayne Haskins the actual person yeah. there I'll go with uh, Cardell Jones another former Buckeye quarterback mm -hmm. at uh, I believe CJ one and then the the uh, word two after that you know, retweeting somebody that maybe was considered a little insensitive in terms mm -hmm. of reporting this news said, how about Dwayne Haskins, son, husband, Buckeye brother, friend, beloved teammate has passed away and not talking about the career ups and downs and, yeah. you know, prayers for the family. And I think that that's probably that's, the, the right tone to yeah, take here. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Wes, he was training down in South Florida with Steelers quarterbacks, running backs and receivers hit by a vehicle. It's a developing story. Um, those are the news and notes that we have on it right now. But uh, just a very, very tragic day in the NFL and the sports world in general, because a life that is gone, it, it's never it's never a good time to lose a life there, but especially at the age of 24, uh, so much yeah, untapped potential that it is very, very sad. And we make the, the hard transition, unfortunately. We are a betting show. We're a sports show, so we got to transition over to the NFL where we've been discussing our road to the draft all throughout the offseason here. The Washington Commanders is where we will discuss next. The Washington Commanders, a team that last year, 7-10 overall, there was their record 7-9-1 against the spread, 7-10 to the under was the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera now third year as a head coach there for the Commanders. Carson Wentz, now their new quarterback, Wes. They made that trade to get Carson Wentz mm -hmm. from the Indianapolis Colts. They're now 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. $10 million in cap space, roughly holders of the 11th overall selection in the 2022 draft. And this was a team that last offseason was a lot of positive 
discussion about this team. They thought that they could maybe take that next step there. They were the favorites at some sports books to win the NFC East. Things don't go quite as well. They go under their win total. What do you expect from the commanders now that we've seen a little bit of their offseason, new quarterback in place as they head into 2022? Well, if you look at from the first round standpoint, by the way, they have six total picks in this draft for uh, Marvin Mayhew, the GM, and uh, Coach Ron Rivera to look at. So if you're looking at the needs uh, for this team, obviously, I think corner, uh, even mm. with uh, Benjamin St. Just has uh, been playing better, showing some yep. nice growth, but they, they need more back there. William Jackson, the third, I think kind of struggled as that number one corner yeah. last fall. He got, he got paid too. Yeah, he did. Uh, Kendall Fuller, I think is more of a nickel guy. They allowed yeah. 34 touchdowns in coverage last year. I, I believe that was the league high. So you got to think they're looking corner, but it depends on how the draft is going to shake out in front of them. Cause when you're in the 11 spot, it's kind of like that no man's land, right? Femi, where it's like, you want to trade down or do you want to trade up? Is there something we want to get? So Derek Stingley maybe could be there. Maybe there's some prospects. Uh, if they want to go down the board, middle linebacker, Jamin Davis is moving outside mm -hmm. where I think he is much better. The uh, second year man out of Kentucky. Yeah, it was a first so, round pick last year. Yeah. So they want, they want a middle linebacker, uh, you know, uh, Jack Del Rio, of course, the, uh, the coordinator, a former linebacker in the NFL. So that I think is a need. I also think receiver is a need. Uh, Curtis Samuel is going to be in the slot. They're trying to do that deal with Terry McLaurin uh, that has not yet been done. They don't want to lose him next offseason in free agency. So unless even if you do pay Terry McLaurin and he gets the contract that he wants, you still have to put another receiver on the other side of him because the number two receiver for the commanders, if you look, hasn't tallied more than 41 catches and 477 yards in a year. That's not going to get it yeah. done. So what receiver is going to be there? For Carson Wentz, the new acquisition at quarterback, are you going to get a Drake London? Could he drop mm -hmm. Garrett Wilson? I got to think by 11 is going to be gone to somebody because he's arguably one of the best route runners and he's got speed, but maybe a Chris Olave or, uh, you know, and there was a, seen at the Ohio state pro day yeah. talking to Chris Olave there. Yeah, exactly. So I think receiver and look, you, you made the deal for Carson Wentz mm -hmm. and you felt that he was the upgrade over, uh, who they had before Fitzmagic and Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Heineke. So you seem like you want to get him a little bit of help too. I think receiver interior offensive line, you know what they're going to do. Of course uh, you added Andrew Norwell, which replaces Brandon Scherf, but you still want to bring in a little bit of depth. Uh, you know, Sam Cosme, I think uh, they drafted him to play opposite Charles Leno jr. He was okay on the right side, but I think a lot of scouts are thinking, you know, maybe moving Cosme into the interior. So would not be surprised to see a guard or another tackle here for the W. I was going to call him the w WFT, but they're not the <laughs> WFT anymore. Trust me, when I say commanders, it doesn't quite feel right right now just right. because we're not used to it. We got used right. to the Washington football team and drilling that into our heads to where now we're going to be still calling them the football team, even though they actually have a nickname as Tiger Woods is about to putt for birdie there on three. But the Washington Commanders now with Carson Wentz at quarterback here. Do you think that Wentz, I don't know, if, it's pretty clear that he's probably not an answer, but you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. You're mm -hmm. from that neck of the woods there. You watched quite a bit of Carson Wentz in 2021. What do you think he has left in the tank here in 2022, which might sound ridiculous because he's still a relatively young man. He yeah. was only drafted in 2016, but it feels like the wheels are quickly falling off. He wasn't bad, but you know, you look, he only threw seven interceptions mm -hmm. and he wasn't that bad. He, by and large, took care of the football. However, 
he wasn't that guy that would grab a game by the throat like some of the elite quarterbacks are going to do in this league where it's like, okay, I'm going to go win this game, fellas, you know, yeah. like a Mahomes or Allen or some of the elite guys, Rogers, some of the elite guys in this league. So he's very efficient. I think you got to get him some weapons around him. I didn't necessarily think the receiving core with the Colts was that great around him. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor was the saving grace. So, you know, you got to put some talent. I still think he's viable as a starting quarterback in this league. I just don't ever think we're going to see that MVP form of a few years ago. I think those days are long gone. Any chance they could take a quarterback in the first round? Perhaps. I don't think that they're going to trade up to get one. I don't think they're trading up for Malik Willis. I don't think they're trading up for Kenny Pickett. So perhaps I I think a developmental quarterback certainly is in order at some point. Yeah, maybe Malik Willis, maybe a Desmond Ritter, who a lot of people are becoming hot on here as we approach the draft two and a half weeks away. But what about running backs? These are the forgotten guys. You shouldn't take one in the first round is what they say, but who will be the first one to go come drafting? What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Betty Across America on VCN. 
VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Tiger Woods is through three holes mm-hmm. so far at the Masters. Hole number one, bogey. Hole number two, birdie. Then he comes up with a par on the third one, but it looks like his tee shot might have gone wayward on the fourth tee. Yeah, and that's what you're going to see, by the way, when you look at these leaderboards. There's a lot of guys that are going to be one under through two holes because, of course, the second is a par five, so... You know, keep that in mind. I think if you're looking at, like, live betting and whatnot, uh, Tiger did scramble for par, but as you mentioned, currently on number four and wayward on that par three. So uh, might be having to do a lot of work to go ahead and get up and down from here. Yeah, Tiger right now 100 to one over at BetMGM to put on the green jacket. That would be a sixth green jacket tying one Jack Nicholas, who is the major leader with 18 major championships. And we were talking about that over the break just briefly too. I feel like 18 is probably safe at this yeah, point for Jack, but I'll tell you what's not safe is one that Tiger, I believe has the uh, co-record now 82 PGA tour wins, which I think is even more astonishing to win it's, 82 times on this tour. It's unreal. <laughs> and he is currently tied with the uh, old slamming Sam Snead for the all-time record. I think 83 is going to happen, and I would even maybe, you know, make the guess a favorite because when you're seeing Phil Mickelson, as you mentioned, win the uh, PGA last year at Kiwa Island, north of 50, Stuart Sink won what will be next week's event, the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head Mm -hmm. at 48 years old, won it going away too, so... You mean to tell me you don't think Tiger can win at one of these places that he won several times? He can't win at Bay Hill. He can't win Arnold Palmer's event in Orlando one more time or, uh, you know, one of these events out west, maybe Torrey Pines or – He's going to win another event. He's going to be the all-time PGA Tour wins leader. We're going to get to draft talk real quick here, but I wanted to ask you about Tiger, the Open Championship. Royal St. Andrews, maybe that gives him a little bit of time between now and then. Uh, has what, what won you, there before. What do you think his odds are going to be? About what, 30 to 1, 40 to 1 around that range? You know, it, it might be around 40. Uh, maybe 50 will be the high, but you certainly won't see triple digits uh, like you did at Circus Sports. And you didn't really see triple digits almost anywhere in the market. So I think your assessment, maybe 33, 40, uh, if you can get I mean, 50 or could better. Could we see 25, though, because of all the liability that everybody's hell, talking hell, about? Hell, you saw maybe, 25 at a couple places out here in Las Vegas. So, That's, yeah. so why not? If you're an odds maker, it's like, why give out 50, yeah. 60 to yeah, 1? You want to be fair, but you can't just give the store away either. So yeah. I think, you know, 50 is probably fair odds, but what you're probably going to get is anywhere from 30 to 40. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating stuff, but it's awesome just in general to see Tiger Woods back on the courses where he's hanging in there right now at Augusta National. 
made the cut. Who would have thunk it? He was a dog to make the cut. And here we are on a Saturday. Tiger Woods playing at the Masters. Let's turn our attention back to the NFL draft because this is quickly approaching here, coming up in less than three weeks. It'll be right down the road over at Allegiant Stadium. And one market that we haven't discussed too much here is the first running back to be selected market in the draft. Now, we know running backs now no longer the popular candidates yeah. to go in the first round uh, because of a lot of the analytical movement that we've had in the sports world. It's definitely in the NFL as well in terms of running backs and their shelf life in terms of a second contract. But here are the odds right now for the first running back to be selected. The favorite is Iowa State running back Brees Hall. Now minus 275 over at BetMGM. Then you have Kenneth Walker the third, Had a little Heisman buzz there in the college football season for those who remember out of Michigan State. Isaiah Spiller 12 to 1. Zamir White 50 to 1 as well as Rashad White there at 50 to 1. But this looks like it's Brees Hall. After he ran that yeah. 40 at the combine, yeah. his stock shot up as the guy that's probably going to be RB1. Yeah, if I was ranking and as a talent evaluator, I would rank him number one as well. Because I think when you look, not only the superlatives in terms of uh, the 439 and the 40, but he's got good size. He's 217, so you get that durability, size, and speed. So he's not like a little small scat back that's 175 or 180 pounds. So I like guys, you know, that can carry a heavy workload. I think uh, in his third year at Iowa State, he had 68% of the rushing attempts, but also the fact that he can kind of catch the ball out of the backfield. So I guess. Uh, you know, what I've seen out of him, if you're looking at like a historical prospect, and I'm not saying he's going to be those guys, but in terms of, I think, the profile of the usage and the skill set, you know, kind of a Dalvin Cook type, maybe a mm -hmm. Ladanian Tomlinson type uh, here for Brees Hall. So uh, I, I, I would rate him the number the number one prospect. I think when you look, uh, and I know that they're saying the weaknesses that he only averaged about five point yard, yard, point five rather yards per attempt, but... I think that's okay because, look, opponents were keying on him. Yeah, I he mean, was the focal point of that they, offense. They were stacking the box. Uh, but I think the receiving game is where he is also going to make his money. If you look at 82 passes for 734 yards, he's going to be used more even in the receiving game out of the backfield, I think, in the NFL. So even if he's not that, like, pure runner that are putting up, like, stupid numbers out of the backfield, like a Derrick Henry mm -hmm. or somebody like that, this is a guy that is going to get a lot of passes in the flats, a lot of screen action so he would be my number one pick I don't know if he is like slated there and eventually by the odds I think it's moved toward his direction I know some rate Kenneth Walker the third ahead of him but I actually prefer Brees Hall yeah Kenneth Walker the third is kind of that sturdier guy now his question marks heading into the draft process was what can he do out of the backfield yeah. in terms of being a receiver? Because we didn't quite see that at Michigan yeah. State. They turned around, handed him the ball, and he was the bell cow that had a really mm -hmm. good season there for Mel Tucker. He only caught 19 passes in three Which, years of college football. Of course, he was at Wake Forest before mm -hmm. he transferred to Michigan State. And it's just, and it's not, it's not like he's a bad prospect, but I think you need a little bit more. And look, another good size and speed guy, Kenneth Walker, 438 and a 40, 211 pounds. But he really was kind of a late bloomer. He really didn't start dominating necessarily until he transferred to Michigan State. His, the sophomore year was the pandemic-shortened season where they played less games, but at one point, he was stuck behind a freshman running back who was averaging under four yards a carry mm -hmm. for the Demon Deacon. So there's maybe a little bit of knock there on, uh, on Kenneth Walker. I think he'll be a solid player, but you need to have more in the receiving game, and that's why I think Brees Hall a much better prospect at this point.
I'm fascinated by the draft betting strategy right now because a lot of people are going to, for the first time, start looking at these markets as we're two and a half weeks out. And I almost think that right now, because the information really isn't known, this is a market when you're betting the draft, it's based on information. That's why the sports books hate booking this market mm -hmm. because they know as the betters, you probably have a bigger advantage yeah, because they well, have to keep tabs the moment of all you these get a different mock release, bettors are going to bet. And, 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 and there's like a new mock coming out every day, <laughs> yes. whether it's from ESPN or NFL yep. Network. We'll have some here at VEASAN, yeah. uh, CBS or NBC or wherever. Are every gonna put outlet these imaginable yeah. is going to put out Everybody's a mock Everybody's going to put out mocks. And some of the mocks, by the way, are going to be like the draft Nick types that really do this like all year round that that's their sole focus and then you're going to get reporters that get information that are pretty well dialed in like a Peter Strager or like a Bruce Feldman mm -hmm. who are really dialed in and know a lot of these scouts and GMs so uh every mock draft is kind of uh different it's not just purely from like a draft next standpoint I almost wonder if Right now, at this juncture of the drafting two and a half weeks away, do you almost identify some certain long shots who might be able to be that first running back or first receiver or first quarterback selected? Because I'm always curious because the draft is a, a process where it just takes one team. There is a market agreement about the ranking of the guys in terms of the betting market, in terms of these teams, but it only takes one team to mm -hmm. veer from that path to mm -hmm. screw the order up here. And I don't know if the running back market is the best example of it here because it feels like Brees Hall has kind of established himself as RB1, but it almost begs the question of like, do you take some long shots? Because the draft two years ago, the pandemic draft, I really remember is everybody talked about CD lamb as the first yeah. receiver being taken and the Raiders go Henry Ruggs, which yeah. sent everybody like, Whoa, what just happened there? Do you almost identify some of these longer shots before things start to cement themselves as we get under the days leading up to the draft? Yeah, because I was kind of thinking, and I don't know if it's going to get there. Look, if you're betting this big of a long shot, you're probably just saying, I'm going to take a prize and I'll yeah. take my loss when it comes. But uh, Rashad White, I've seen him rated on power ratings in terms of ranking these running backs a lot higher than, and I'm not endorsing a bet on him necessarily, mm -hmm. but another good size and speed guy, 448, 214 pounds. And when you compare that to like Spiller, who I believe is the third choice on there, Spiller ran a 463. He, he wins on his workload because he yeah. had the highest workload of any of these running backs. But a lot of people seem to like the white upside a little bit more. That being said, I don't know if I'm going to veer from Brees Hall being the first yeah. pick in the uh, running back core. Yeah, I don't know if this is the market to do it, but there could be some other ones, whether it be cornerback or receiver O-line to where you might get a curveball because the draft is an inexact science and teams have different boards varying from team to team. On the other side, hour number three, going back to Augusta, baby. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.